0: Welcome to Tune In, discovering your authentic self. I am your host, Nicole Jensen, mother of three, physical therapist, fitness lover, and life coach. My Tune In journey began when I took up yoga, meditation, and mindfulness many years ago. They have been a catalyst in helping me become more aware of my thoughts, behaviors, and patterns, and to accept myself where I am. But it is not enough to be aware, one also needs to take action. This show is for anyone who knows in their soul that there is more to life, but doesn't know how to access it. Each week, I will bring you the tools, tips, and share stories of how you can learn to tune in to who you really are at your essence and learn to live with intention and
1: with fulfillment. Welcome to tune in, Discovering Your Authentic Self. Today, I want to talk about sitting in your pain. So we are going to have painful circumstances happen to us throughout our entire life. No one is immune to it. And how you deal with it and how the people in your life, your intimate partner, your friendships, your family members, how they hold space for you when you have pain in your life is really, really important. And you need to know how you like to deal with it. And I'm going to tell a story that happened at work this week in order to explain how I like to sit in my pain and process it. So I just drove to work and there was a code that was called on the floor that I was working on. And a code is a code blue when somebody... Immediately, their heart stops, and so they call a code blue, and a whole team comes and they try to a make sure that the, you know that's actually true. It wasn't just that the person passed out. and they do CPR typically, and when I arrived, the code had been going on for an hour already, and I didn't know. I didn't know that. And the woman had passed away. they'd called the code, which means the, you know the time of death, and she was very young somewhat unexpected for her to die she did have a little bit of a medical history that you know wasn't completely out of the blue but at the same time not not expected so some of her family members had arrived there like her mom and her aunt i think that was it at that point because they had called them to tell them that she had coded well they also had called her young son and he just arrived when i did onto the floor and I didn't know what had happened. And I saw them telling him in the hallway that she had passed away. He had gotten there thinking that, you know, something had gone on, but not not knowing that she had passed away. And I, I watched in real time, a young, young boy be told that his mom had just passed away. And it felt like slow motion. It It felt like, Just everything was moving so slow and I was paying attention to every single detail that was happening. And so he's standing in the middle of the hallway and I see the woman, one of the nurses tell him, tell him, and he kind of like puts his arms out and almost like he's trying not to fall. He's like, you know, like almost like on a, on a subway trying to catch his balance. And then he takes like a step back and then he takes a step forward and he like looks up, puts his hands his face in his hands, like he's going to start crying and then does the whole thing kind of again, and then starts backing up to, he can, so he can stand against the wall so that he doesn't fall down. And now he's standing against the wall, kind of like in a half squat, like trying to hold himself together, trying to figure out like how this just happened. And then, you know, of course he starts crying and it was very, very, very emotional and moving. And at this point I had figured out what had happened. So, Then from then on, like, what do you do in the situation? It was eight 30 in the morning. I just got into work. I I have to work. You know, it's, it's my work day. I, I, I didn't know the patient. So I didn't have that emotional attachment to them, but I did know the nurse pretty well. And she is a light. She is funny. She's just amazing. A new grad, probably 25, you know, 23 to 25 years old. And I did find out later that that was her first code that she had ever called, had ever been part of. And when you call the code as the nurse, you're the one doing CPR. You do, you do take turns because it's exhausting to do it, but you know, she's the one running the code. She's the one doing, starting the CPR. It was her patient that she had the relationship with. And mind you, she had just arrived to work. It was, it was shift change. So, you know, she walked into this essentially. Um, So knowing her relatively well, you know, that rocked me. And I have a role in the hospital where I'm something called, i um, on a peer support team. And it got established during COVID. And it was meant to support our other staff members while we were going through COVID, because, you know, as healthcare providers, we think we're all super, super people, super women, super men, and we can handle everything. So the administration wanted to have this team in order to support each other, to to acknowledge and to say, it's okay to feel exhausted. It's okay to feel absolutely emotionally drained from dealing with COVID. And we just kept it, even though, you know, obviously COVID is not as much a thing anymore, but we're here to support each other, to say, it's okay to cry. It's okay to say, I can't stay today, the rest of the day after this code. It's okay to, to be in your pain. And it, that's my heartbeat to connect with people. You guys all know that, but it's, that's my heartbeat to be there for somebody to listen, to acknowledge. And so we, we did receive some training on how to do this. We are not therapists. We are not here to um, go through, you know, the whole, what to do after it. We're there to listen. We're there to acknowledge We're there to hold space for somebody and to give resources if needed. If somebody's feeling like during COVID, there were people that were suicidal, there were staff members that were suicidal, that were having panic attacks at night when they went home because they were trying to stuff it all down during work. And so, we know, we have resources on how to we give them resources, how to find people that are going to help them get to the next stage. Cause we are not trained to do that. I have a huge background in it because of coaching, but I'm not supposed to bring that to the table. I'm just supposed to do the, the listening and the acknowledging and the resource giving. So I had reached out to this nurse afterwards and, you know, told her, Hey, I'm on peer support you know, we're, we're close. You and I, if you want to take a walk during lunch, you want to take a walk at any time I'm here for you. Left her my phone number. You know, I could see in her eyes were very glassy. She was trying not to cry. And I even heard her go into the next patient's room after everything got said and done. She got the family established in that room. She went to her patient that she had not even addressed or given more morning meds to at that point. You know, at this point it was after nine, patient hadn't even met her. And she went in and she just said, you know, sorry, sorry, I haven't been in yet. It's been a little busy. And that's all she said. And it, gosh, my gut just was like, if you only knew what this nurse did, you know, thinking about the patient, if you only knew what this nurse just had to deal with for the past two hours, you know, you would definitely show some grace. And the patient was kind to her and everything, but the nurse just, you know, kind of belittled the experience that she had. And so my point in telling you all this is Super painful experience for the nurse that went through this, you know, slightly painful experience for me that witnessed the son being told that his mom had just passed away. But, you know, I, I'm an empath. I feel everyone's feelings. And so it, it wrecked me too, you know, for those couple of hours after, and I reached out to a couple of people and shared the experience with them because that's what I need. Stuffing it down, I have learned does not work for me. If I stuff down my sad emotions, if I stuff down my anger, all it does is come back later so much stronger and manifests in ways that I don't want it to manifest. And so when I reached out to these people, I received different responses back and it was really really interesting because it told me so much about them and what they're willing to deal with and it gave me insight into furthering our relationships in terms of, do I want this person to be there for me when I'm having pain? Because inevitably I am going to have pain in the next half of my life. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Can't avoid it. And do I want these people to be the ones that I turn to when I have pain? Because there's certain things that I need. So one of them found humor, like tried to find humor in it. Because they didn't want to be brought down by the pain. And that was so eye opening to me because while laughter has a place in things, to me, that is not what I need at that time. Absolutely not. I don't need to laugh. I need to sit in it. I need to feel it at the depths of my emotion because if you're not feeling sorrow and pain in that way, then you're not going to feel the love and the joy and the gratitude and the opposite. So, Life is meant to be lived fully. You're not just going to have good times all the time. You have to deal with the sadness too. So that was very eye-opening for me. And I found myself somewhat battling with that person because I didn't want to laugh. I absolutely didn't want to laugh because then that would take me out of the pain that I was feeling and not fully process it. So, and that's how that person dealt with it too. Somebody else was a great listener. They acknowledged and said, I'm sorry that you had to go through that and then kind of shared an experience that they had that was somewhat similar. And that was just, you know, a little bit more heartfelt to me, like, okay, I get it. Um, I, I understand where you're feeling. I acknowledge it. One thing that does not, another thing that does not work for me is if somebody immediately goes to sharing their equal experience. So if I'm saying, you know, I just saw this happen and they say, oh yeah, that happened to me too. No, that that's basically saying your pain, my pain is more important than your pain. and And that's a very... That's a very mature, um, immature emotional ex- expression that people don't realize. It's very subconscious. Nobody is trying to one-up you or to, they're trying to share their experience so that you feel heard too. But I don't feel heard when people do that. If people say, oh yeah, me too, it it makes me just feel like, you know what? I don't really care about your pain and I'm going to share mine and move on. And I've realized that after doing much of the work and I am guilty of it too with people because it it's, it's a societal thing that we do. Oh yeah. I, that happened to me too. And you want to share your thing, but you're basically taking the stage from that person. You're not letting them deal with their pain and feel those emotions. So I think it's really important for you to understand how you like to deal with your pain and is it healthy? Like reevaluate it. Like just because that's what you do, doesn't mean that that's a great strategy for you? Are there, are there ways that you are going to process things emotionally better? Are there certain people that you know are going to to love you and hold space for you in that circumstance? Well, go to those people, know who those people are when you have the pain. I have a huge amount of people that I can go to and be like, you know what, this is what happened to me. And I know that they're going to hold that space for me and they're going to come alongside of me and nurture me and love me in a way that I need. And another thing that is really hard is when I go to somebody and I'm having a difficulty or pain and they worry about me. Absolutely not. Like that is not, that's not helpful to me because then I get texts and calls for days. Like, are you doing okay? You're doing okay. And I know the concern is great, but the overwhelming worry for me is what i'm talking about like yes check in on me i need to be checked in on but like four times a day and like losing sleep over my problem absolutely not like then i know that you don't have the space and capacity to hold space for me so know what you need know the best way that you need to process things and turn to those specific people that are going to give you what you want have a great day
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Tune In Discovering Your Authentic Self. If you found this valuable, please share it with a friend, and it would mean the world to me if you left a review. I love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Renee Jensen.